listeners, and welcome in to another episode of the Big Rhetorical Podcast. For this episode, we're talking to Dr. Paul Cook at Indiana University Kokomo about his upcoming event, the Mindfulness, Media, and Misinformation in the Digital Era Symposium. It's going to be Friday, September 13th, 2019 at Indiana University Kokomo over in Kokomo, Indiana. It was really great to talk to that guy and get to know him better and more about this conference and to hear more about what the good folks over in IUK are doing with this symposium, which looks like it's going to be a really great event. I'm looking forward to it. I don't know if you can hear it in my voice or not, but I'm a little bit tired this week. That's right. We are now into the semester, completed the first week of fall 2019. My business and government writing students, I met them. They're great. I met my class of English 249 students. That's technical and professional writing, and they're great. Uh, I will say these are two very different classes with their own personalities, as evidenced by our Spotify playlists that we published. I went ahead and listened to those, and I'm happy to report that I feel like I know my business writing students, which is great, but I I don't know who the students in my technical communication class are after listening to their playlist. It was quite eclectic. I'm excited to learn more about them based on their music choices. So one of the things I've been thinking about as we get into this semester is how we think about assigning new media texts uh, in terms of accessibility and, and not necessarily accessibility from a disability standpoint, but more in terms of a financial implications on the student standpoint. I feel like I've noticed more instructors assigning texts that students can only find on Netflix. And I just want to make sure I caution instructors to think about the implications of assigning texts that are only available on streaming sites that people have to pay for to access the video archive. But what about when you assign an entire film that's only available through those major streaming platforms like Hulu, Amazon? This is an ethical quandary and there's a ton of different perspectives, but for me, it seems to be a bit unethical. Now, there's a ton of work done on this topic for sure. And oftentimes, I make the assumption that everyone has a Netflix account. The truth is, though, not everyone has that account. What is even more absurd, personally, for me, is that I don't even have a Netflix account. I borrow from a friend. I still think it's important to work new media into the classroom curriculum, so how do we do that ethically? There are tons of workarounds to this issue, sure, but I have found the one that works for me is using the streaming service provided by the university library. Illinois State University uses Canopy, and it has a great selection of educational films, documentaries, and independent films. At one point, it even had access to the Criterion Collection. While I'm not sure if it's still available there, this platform seems to have a variety of media that could be used for a variety of uh, activities and projects in the classroom, whether that's a writing classroom or a literature classroom. 
So, before you choose to assign a new media text only available on Netflix, consider the alternatives, alright? There are workarounds, and I found using Canopy to be quite successful, and the best part is that I have access to Canopy too. So, I have this entire media archive to explore for myself. So, back to Paul Cook, though. Paul was outstanding to chat with, and I enjoyed that. I do want to mention one more time that he's at the Indiana University Kokomo, and we're talking about uh, the mindfulness media and misinformation in the digital era symposium that'll take place on September 13th. Here's my conversation with Paul Cook. Who are you, and uh, what is your institutional affiliation, your title, and your role with the event? Okay. Well, first of all, let me just say, I think this is such a cool idea that you're doing here uh, with this uh, podcast, showcasing all these um, different conferences and symposia and workshops. Uh, my name is Paul Cook, and um, I'm an associate professor of English at Indiana University, Kokomo. Um my role in this goes back at least a year, year and a half or so, and it's a bit convoluted, so I'll spare you a lot of the sort of institutional subtleties of how this came to be. But essentially, um, I am part of a team uh, that includes the provost on our campus, the, uh, the associate vice chancellor on our campus, um, as well as our dean of the library. And it's essentially a kind of a blanket information literacy, digital information, literacy type initiative, um, where we are essentially kind of uh, overseeing the way that students are taught to interact with and handle information in first year writing courses and also in the different library guides and library workshops and sessions. So it's kind of a coordinated across campus uh, effort in that way. Um, we've done a lot of work as a team. Part of, uh, well, well, I suppose the most notable thing would be that we secured a $50,000 grant from the Rita Allen um, um, and uh, RTI Foundation back in the fall of 2018. Oh, and that fantastic. grant is to, is to develop a, uh, a series of curriculum to deal with the, the larger problem of, of misinformation uh, in society. So this particular symposium is kind of a direct outgrowth of that larger project that's been happening on our campus for probably going back to about 2015, as a matter of fact. Mm. Um, um, and all of that is connected to something called the American Democracy Project, which you may be familiar with. Uh, ADP. Yes. OK, so we're also in the larger, larger sense, part of or one of the campuses that's involved in the digital polarization initiative. Uh, working with Michael Caulfield, um, who you may have noticed is also our keynote speaker. So yes, uh, so my, uh, I'm familiar with Michael Caulfield, and I'm I'm glad to see he's the keynote speaker there at oh, Mindfulness yeah. Media, Media and Misinformation in the Digital Era. Why did you choose Michael for to be the keynote speaker, and what are you excited about when it comes to you know uh, his work and his scholarship and what they bring to your conference? Well, Michael is fantastic, and at this point, I would be remiss if I didn't mention my colleague and partner in crime on this whole thing, because you can't do one of these alone, and that's Polly Boroth-Jones, the dean of our uh -huh. library. She's been working there, right there with me this entire time, um, and she and I both 
together, I guess, met Michael back in 2015 or so um, at the, let's see, the CLDE, the Civic uh, Learning and Democratic Engagement Conference. Um, mm. And uh, we got to know him through a workshop there. Um, and we started at that time talking with him about possibly coming to campus. And over the years, uh, as this idea has kind of gained some momentum, we when we decided to have a conference, we said, well, obviously, the person that we're going to choose is, is, is uh, Michael Caulfield. Um, and uh, I just saw him a few months ago at, at this year's CLDE in Fort Lauderdale. And we uh, talked there about um, about kind of what we have planned. Um and so, uh, yeah, we're excited about having him. I, I, I suppose what most excites me about bringing Mike to campus is that his approach is so practical. It's so kind of hands on and it's so, for lack of a better term, and I would put quotes around this common sense <laughs> um, in the way that I think it translates widely for uh, an audience. And you don't have to be a rhetoric and composition specialist or someone who's studying literacy at a high level or something like that, or even someone who's involved in education to make a lot of sense of what Mike's trying to do. And so I think, you know, what we're going to have him talk about, it, you know, is something that really, and it's often said, but that, that I think cuts across disciplines. I think conference goers are going to be in for a real treat with, uh, with Michael's keynote address there for sure. In the seat. Go ahead, and, please. Well, I just, I just wanted to add, he's he's also doing, uh, in addition to his keynote, which will be at lunchtime, he's doing a workshop that afternoon. Oh, uh, fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so he'll have a chance to kind of do a more um, in-depth uh, overview of um, both, I suspect, the four moves in a habit and also SIFT, which Let is me the, ask. the new model. Is is do you have any further information on what uh, workshop attendees might get from from that experience? Well, we did talk about it a bit. Um, so the workshop again, it's for it's for everyone from faculty mm -hmm. on, uh, on down to students. Um, in fact, we're really hoping for a wide for a wide kind of um, type of attendance with a lot of different types of folks across campus. Um, I'm pretty sure that he's going to. Well, he did mention to me for, uh, that he was going to talk about the um, the so the uh, uh, on a somewhat lighter note, the planned uh, zone, uh, not the uh, sorry, uh, Area 51 uh, in the desert. Um, there's going to be a bunch of people. Uh, uh, what well, are they? We'll be there, too, though. Right, Paul? Well, yeah, perhaps um, <laughs> perhaps in spirit. So he he did mention in our last meeting that he wanted to talk about that a bit. And, oh, uh, and I, I think it's going to be an interesting talk. In the CFP, it says that this symposium seeks to bring together a diverse group of scholars, teachers and thinkers from around the state of Indiana and beyond to discuss pedagogical strategies and solutions to help today's college students cope with, quote, network propaganda of all kinds. End quote. So what are some examples of these strategies and solutions and what should conference goers expect from some of the presentations they're going to see? Well, and you'll note the quotes around network propaganda. I think this is this really points to one of the central difficulties of talking about this is that we first have to really define our terms. And right. the information universe out there now is so is so diverse and so complex that, you know, those old those old categories and those old terms don't don't really work anymore. And so 
I'm hoping that what we can do in keeping with the kind of open access nature of this of this symposium is to to offer participants uh, at both ends of the spectrum. On the one hand, the kind of information literacy 101, you know, here here are the basic terms. This is what we mean by misinformation. And this is how that differs from so-called disinformation or from corporate propaganda advertising you know, framing in ways that are, you know, um, not not completely on the level and so forth and so on. Here's what we call those things. Here's here's how to suss out the different types of network propaganda or problematic information um, on the one hand. So that would be, you know, for for folks who's like, you know, I'm totally new to this stuff. I've kind of heard of this thing called fake news. Right. Right. That's kind of the extent of it. On the other hand, I think uh, and this is where having Mike do both a keynote and then do a more in-depth workshop in the afternoon comes into play. I think we'll also have a lot to offer folks who are more advanced, who have been living with these kinds of things, who maybe even have kind of come up with some of their own course projects or curriculum on their own and taught it successfully to say, hey, you know, here's something that I can learn uh, learn, you know, learn something new, explore a new concept, hear about a successful intervention on some other campus that maybe I can steal or, <clears throat> excuse me, borrow from, um, you know, and something that, you know, or perhaps I can tweak uh, something that I'm doing on my end as well. So we, we hope, in short, that, that we're able to reach folks who are brand new to this and people who have been teaching about problematic information in the digital era for quite some time. Your CFP asked such an important question in, in, in asking what are our responsibilities and te- as teachers and literacy advocates in this era, right? right? What, and then also how might we reconceptualize our roles against a societal right. backdrop of declining trust in professions and institutions? So what are some of the answer to these questions from you? And then what are conference goers going to hear mm. from presenters? Yeah, well, and I hope that these are the right questions that we should be asking. I mean, I think one of the sure. reasons why this, these, you know, this, you could perhaps accuse it of being a bit general, um, but in some ways, I think they're, I would say, fundamental. I mean, these are kind of fundamental questions. So let's not, you know, assuming nothing, uh, assuming that we are in fact approaching an era of information and disinformation and the weaponization of information. Uh, on a level that we've never seen before in in human history mm-hmm. assuming that what are you know what will teaching look like in a decade or perhaps less um what you know what will it mean to be a quote literacy advocate what will it mean to be someone who cares who cares about the process of literacy as a means of liberation and you know uh achieving some kind of greater human understanding um and these seem sort of generic, but they're also, I think, very important because I do think that what we think of as teaching is going to, well, has already and will continue to undergo some very radical changes. It changes every day, I think. Right. You know? Yes, like, exactly. Exactly. Uh, uh, so one of the things that I want to highlight from your CFP is that uh, the mindfulness media and, and yeah. misinformation in the digital era um, – Symposium is going to have a special guest. Do you mind filling in listeners uh, who that special guest is and why she was chosen for the conference? Absolutely. So this would be Phyllis Noodleman. She's the executive 
director of the American Democracy Project, and we are extremely excited and fortunate to have her coming. She is someone who clearly has a very strong vision for what I'm talking about and, and you know, what we're interested in, in really exploring here, which is in the future, what will be, you know, in the near future, what will be the role of those who are interested in literacy as a means of human liberation and, you know, ultimately trying to find some sort of common ground where we can communicate. I think that that's going to be fascinating to hear what she has to say and kind of bring, I, I guess I'm saying this right, an industry perspective perhaps to the conference. Yeah, yeah I think that's fair. Absolutely. So for potential presenters who are not familiar with Indiana University, Kokomo, the city of Kokomo, or the Mindfulness Media and Information in the Digital Era Symposium, how is your project team working to be an accessible conference for all attendees? Oh, well, I'm glad you asked about that. We um, This is the first time that Polly and I have done this on our campus. Uh, I mean, I think each of us has had some experience putting on an event like this, but not at this level and not on this particular campus. So we have done a couple of things that I think will make this something that is accessible for everyone. For uh, for starters, we worked very closely to make sure that we were keeping, uh, you know, that we have plenty of uh, open spaces, uh, open classrooms for folks. We were very careful about looking into different dietary restrictions and allergies. Of course, everything on our on our campus is is 100 percent accessible. We have a link. Um, and if you go to the program tab in that link and I'll, I'll be happy to send this to you, it's actually it's iuk.libguides.com. Um, it'll take you right to this. Let me see here. It'll take you right to this to this libguide. If you scroll down to M uh, for mindfulness media and misinformation in the digital era and click on that, you'll see the home and registration and hotel and program. There's a lot of information. There is also a directions tab. We give folks directions um, from all points. Uh, we are sort of located just about 45 miles north of Indianapolis uh, in Kokomo, uh, Indiana. And so we have directions. So we're right there in that kind of just north central part of the state. And we have directions from everywhere from South Bend, from Gary in the Chicago area, from Indianapolis, from Richmond, which is east, from Bloomington, uh, which we have some folks coming up from IUB, or from New Albany, which is way down in the southern part right near Louisville, Kentucky. Um, so um, everyone can also find registration and hotel information in the registration and hotel tab. We have a block of rooms at the Hampton Inn and Suites from, the, uh, from September the 11th through September 13th at the rate of $114 a night. And all that and all, the, all, all of that information is uh, is available there through that LibGuide. Uh, we also ask um, that everyone please take a moment to fill out the free registration. Um, it is required so that we can plan for lunch and refreshment breaks and so forth. Could you briefly describe your guidelines for people who want to sign up? So is it's a free registration to attend Absolutely. and they just can follow the link there. I'll tweet That's it right. out. Yeah. So there's a, there's a link there and there's actually, I, I can send you a, uh, I, I can send you a, um, a bit, uh, the shortened link, uh, version okay. of just, just the, it's a, it's a Qualtrics, uh, survey, um, very quick and easy to fill out. 
we ask that folks just, uh, if you plan to come, please fill that out by Tuesday, August 27th, if at all possible. And so we can plan. Um, we do have a good bit of space available still. So, um, and it is free and that includes all three meals uh, and we have refreshments throughout the day and of course, plenty of coffee. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So what do conference goers ha- are, have to look forward to in Kokomo? What do we need to do and see while we're in town? Oh. Well, Community there's sites, events, yeah, we have a, like restaurants. We have a, a really charming downtown area that has a lot of different, uh, let's see, there's a few places down there that I like a lot. There's a, a, a number of places actually out by campus that you can visit. We have an absolutely gorgeous park system. And that time of year, September in Indiana is usually the most temperate and beautiful time of the year in this part of the country. So you could spend some time there or on campus. And the day of the symposium, we're going to wrap things up with an all ages event at the Ten Man which is a local brewery in town with a networking event that begins on Friday afternoon at five o'clock. And that'll just be a chance for folks to see some of downtown Kokomo and to see more of the city uh, and then to interact and, and network. And hopefully I'm hoping make plans for doing this again next year. So you mentioned where we can find you at LibGuides, but can listeners and potential conference goers find you online, social media, website, email, anything else you want to add? Yes, uh, we do have an email address that you are welcome to email us at. It's uh, cfp19 at iuk.edu. That's cfp19 at iuk.edu. And I check that regularly, so please feel free to email Thanks, Paul. Anything else you want to mention about the the uh, symposium or the experience uh, before I let you go here? Well, the only thing that I didn't really get a chance to talk about is the mindfulness aspect of this. So I talked a lot about the media and the information and the misinformation aspect, but not much about the mindfulness. And this is something that we're, I suppose, most excited about because we believe that mindfulness may be a way through, if you will, the kind of information minefield uh, that we find ourselves in now, both as students and as teachers and also just as citizens and people who have to kind of um, you know, swim in the soup <laughs> together, so to speak. And so, and so uh, we're really hoping that, that we can emphasize and carry forward that notion of mindfulness as we, uh, you know, as we, as we embark on something that, that is, that is quite new. And we have a number of panels here that are taking seriously the call to think about how mindfulness can be, can be used to intervene in, in these, in these larger problems. So I feel like uh, when I've been looking at CFPs and some of the work that's been doing and been going on in the field right now, mindfulness as a concept, as a construct as well, continues to to kind of come up here and there. So I'm I'm glad to see that this symposium is dedicating a, a great deal of time to that specific thing. You're absolutely right about that. And in fact, um, I should point folks out to a recent special issue in the online journal across the disciplines that's on contemplative writing pedagogies. If you're interested in this sort of thing, that and, and you're and you're someone who's in the discipline of 
rhetoric and composition studies, that would be an excellent starting point for kind of learning more about this whole notion of mindfulness and contemplative writing pedagogies. That's the, let's see, that was the issue of across the disciplines that came out just this summer. It's the special issue. Okay, great. So listeners can check that out now. Mm -hmm. Paul, thanks so much for talking to me today. Appreciate that. And I hope to see you in Kokomo in a couple of weeks. Absolutely. Well, thanks so much for the opportunity of uh, talking to you and for getting the word out about mindfulness, media, and misinformation in the digital era. Absolutely. Thanks again. All right. Take care. Bye-bye. Okay. So that was my conversation with Paul Cook over at Indiana University Kokomo. Want to thank Paul for joining the podcast. He reached out to me a little bit late in their process, but we were lucky enough to be able to squeeze Paul in uh, and talk more about his conference over at the University of Indiana University Kokomo. One thing I will mention is that after I talked to Paul, he reached out to me a few days later to let me know that we inspired him to start a Twitter account for his symposium. Uh, The handle is at 3M Symposium. Of course, those three M's being mindfulness, media, and misinformation in the digital era. Uh, Just one more reminder that that's going to be Friday, September 13th, 2019. And a lot of times when I sign off talking to someone, I'll slide in a comment like, well, see you there or see you in Kokomo or looking forward to it. And in the case of the Mindfulness Media and Misinformation in the Digital Era Symposium, I'm happy to report that all of those things are actually literally and figuratively true. Since Kokomo is only about three and a half hours from me here in Bloomington, Illinois, I'm going to make the trip over to Kokomo and join Paul and the rest of the good folks over at IUK for the symposium on September 13th. So if you're going to be there, we're going to be there. If you see us, please Reach out and chat with us, and hopefully we'll get to talk to you and some really great people there at the symposium. So, we'll see you in Kokomo. Hey, the Big Rhetorical Podcast is now on Pocket Cast. So, make sure to, when you find the Big Rhetorical, wherever you get podcasts, to like, share, and make sure to leave a review. As this project takes shape, we want to get our name out there, and Help us out by doing some of those things for us, whether it's on Stitcher, Google Play, iTunes, Spotify. Get out there, give us a like, write a review for us. We'd appreciate it. Okay, I think that's it. I feel good about it. I'm going to put it out there. So until next time, be kind to one another and always be listening rhetorically.